On the 19th of November, Boris Johnson's premiership deteriorates into a soap opera, giving the SNP the greatest gift they ever have. Breakthrough for MS sufferers and Young Bobby starts on the beat in Paisley. The departure of Dominic Cummings has dominated the news agenda for the last week. Much of the commentary has been tedious insights into squabbling within number 10 Downing Street. However, Simon Kellner in the iPaper wrote an excellent commentary comparing the goings-on to the resignation of Robin Cook, the leader of the Commons and Foreign Secretary on the 17th of March 2003 in the days leading up to the Iraq War. Robin Cook was an eccentric and British politics, someone who believed in his principles and fell on his sword and resigned. It was an electric moment in British politics, 17th of March 2003. His announcement was not presaged by a leak to the press. Cook simply stood in the back bench of the House of Commons and delivered a speech of such powerful articulacy, of such willing good sense, of such wonderful oratory that the new Labour government was plunged into crisis and its attention to prosecute a hugely unpopular war was thrown into question. We know now that this didn't change the course of history, but Cook's principal stand was how politics was once conducted. Cabinet ministers would, re- would resign when they took responsibility for their actions, or when they disagreed with government policy, like Geoffrey Howe over Europe. Each time would prompt questions of constitution significance. Contrast this with the exit of Downing Street from Dominic Cummings, an elect, unelected official, cardboard box in his hand, the symbolism carefully managed for a photo op. It was a tawdry opportunity, vain end to Cummings' career as Prime Minister's special advisor, and came immediately after the resignation of the PM's press officer, Lee Kane, a shadowy figure whose previous claim to fame was dressing up, dressing up as a chicken to taunt David Cameron. These two departures dominated the news agenda for days writes Simon Kellner. While it's tempting to think of all this as an example of politics eating itself and that outside of the Westminster bubble, people are uninterested and unmoved. The fallout tells us an awful lot about the way the country is governed. There have been acres of newsprint about the goings-on at number 10 and I still can't quite understand who did what to whom and why. I know Lee wanted promotion and Allegra and Carrie were against it. They do matter and practice observers have suggested there's now a power, power vacuum at the heart of government. Really, Robin Cook would be spinning in his grave if he knew what his noble calling had become. Also today, Tom Peck and I writes that Prime Minister Boris Johnson is the greatest gift the SNP will ever have. It was not surprising that PM Um, was questioned by Ian Blackford at Scottish Questions on the PM's dim words about Scottish devolution. Boris Johnson said devolution was a disaster a few days ago. SNP knew, knows that Johnson is the greatest gift it will ever have. They don't know much 
They know much to their delight that it isn't merely Scottish nationalists that loathe Johnson. Scotland is bitterly divided on the subject of independence. A hatred of Johnson is what brings them together. So, here was Johnson doing his best to sort out the most recent mess of his own making. By launching into columnist, columnist mode, telling the people of Scotland what they think, what they want, why he's right and why they're all wrong. At the time of writing, all opinion polls on the subject show clear and high majorities in favour of Scottish independence and in the wider United Kingdom for the, the belief that Brexit has been and will continue to be a mistake. Quite what Scotland might do is not certain and nor is the pathway by which they might join it. Polls are polls. They go up as well as down. What is known is that it said, it said no to independence and no to Brexit. But should it be asked the question again, the people who will decide the outcome will be the more ponderous, more circumspect, circumspect, less fanatical ones, the ones prepared to change their minds since last time. Very interesting insight by Tom Peck. Also today, news of a breakthrough in the fight against the horrible disease MS, which has the highest amount of people dying from it in the world in Scotland. The first multiple sclerosis trial focusing only on people who cannot walk will start recruiting participants next year. The Charlotte Chariot MS study will test whether tablets which have already been licensed for highly active relapsing MS can slow the rate of upper limb disability progression in people with advanced MS. People who are reliant on a wheelchair have so far not been included in the trials and drugs have been licensed only to improve walking ability. According to the MS Society Charity, this means there are currently no disease-modifying therapies available for 35-40% to of people who need significant help walking. If successful, the trial could lead to the first MS drug licensed that protects upper limb function. From January 21, 200 people will be recruited who can walk only a short distance with two crutches who are unable to, to walk. The trial has no upper limit. Dr. Emma Gray said preserving hand and arm functions would unquestionably improve the quality of life of people with MS, helping them to live more independent lives. Let's hope so. Also today in Scotland, there's been a 20% increase in mountain rescue call-outs due to the lockdown. Many people do not have basic survival gear and rescuers are warned they must take precautions as Scotland's mountains are un- extremely unpredictable. They're now warning hill climbers and hill walkers to plan their excursions and be prepared for eventualities. They've also warned it may take longer for them to arrive owing to coronavirus constrictions and the fact they're all volunteers. In Tayside, they've been deployed at 64 occasions and 20% increase on last year. Also today, Joe Biden has not yet been declared President of America. 
The length of time the counting takes in South America is quite unbelievable. CNN continues to comment on the election, however, saying Joe Biden's victory in the US presidential election makes us hopeful for a collective future on Earth. We are confident that under his leadership, public trust in facts and science and international corroboration to solve global problems will be restored. In doing so, the president-elect will bring a short but abhorrent period of US history to a close. Thank goodness. In business news, Halfords has reported a huge increase in sales of bikes and scooters due to the emergency pandemic. Sales of cycling sales across its 440 stores were 54% higher than the same period last year and scooters increased by 184%. Remarkable difference in sales. Finally, a young policewoman in Paisley has made a really surprising start to her career as a police officer much sooner than she expected. After volunteering for more than a thousand officers, a thousand hours for Police Scotland, she's now joined the force as a regular officer. The 19-year-old started the volunteer role at Paisley Police Station in April this year after being furloughed from her job as a lifeguard and completed a thousand and twenty-three hours on shift, making her the youngest special special constable in Scotland to do so. Entirely voluntary. On Tuesday, she received a formal offer to join as a regular constable and will start in December. Miss Quinn worked in the leisure centre across the road in the police station. Her heart was always set on becoming a police officer and so she volunteered as a special constable in the eye paper. For me, it's about being that thing in society as a police officer said, someone that police people can talk to, someone approachable and constantly on the move dealing with things. Every day is different. It's great being a special constable, she said. I wanted to get the experience first and see what the job is like before applying to join as a regular. It's a great insight into what police do. Among her highlights was telling an assault victim that police had managed to chase a suspect and one of the low points was dealing with a sudden death. Local area commander Chief Inspector Rona Fraser said Miss Quinn has been so dedicated and hardworking that she thought she was ready an officer. She's been part of the furniture since the start of the pandemic. I didn't know she was a special constable when she first started because she's been here so often. She always is always enthusiastic and worked out in Paisley like any other police officer. Also, the government in Dublin has stepped in to save Dublin stepped in to save Dublin Zoo from closure after the pandemic pushed it towards bankruptcy. The zoo warned it would have to close if it could not find a way to to find £10 million debt caused by the pandemic. A fundraising appeal has raised €500,000 and the Irish government said it will provide the rest to save this much-loved facility. Good news in strange times. Bye for now.